T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Have the great Buster Olney with us. Walk down. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's, I don't know how you could miss it, Buster. It's only behind, like, five barricades and whatever. But we're here. We're here looking out at people, Yankee fans, Red Sox fans. I got a confession Uh-oh. for you. Okay? Right, got a it? confession for you? Yeah. Uh, I had ringworm once as a kid. Okay. okay. Growing up in the dairy farm, I got ringworm, and I did not take PD. You PD'd. did not. I hey. did not take PD. I, you know, I don't know. Your triceps look pretty good that summer. So, I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you... So we had Papelbon. <laughs> this is like low-hanging fruit, but we had Papelbon on yesterday. Oh, he definitely got ringworm. Uh, well, well, he was. He basically came out, and we're going to play the interview a little bit later in the show. But he came on, and he's. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Now he's uh, reemerged from from his hiatus from from talking, and he's all over the place, which we love. Yeah. And he uh, he flat out said about Fernando Tatis. He said, uh, "If I face him, I would hit him every time, even if it meant forcing in a run." So. And I got to tell you, the reaction to that the other day uh, around the sport was universal among people I talked to. Like, give me a break. The explanation, uh, the, the timing of it, someone early in a $340 million contract. And they assume this is a guy making a second bad decision after a bad decision the winner when he rode his motorcycle, broke his wrist and didn't tell anybody about it for three <laughs> months. Uh, and, and so he probably was unhappy with the rate of healing. And so he decided he wanted to juice it. And guess what? He got absolutely nabbed. And that's why it was unusual to see all those Padres players come out and rip him. We had this conversation. It sort of stemmed what Papelbon was talking about. Just want to hit him every time he's up. And we said, is this, is there's the same vibe? Like you said, the Padres players are upset, but as, as overt as they were, we're like, well, we haven't heard a lot of like vitriol when it comes to this stuff recently. And I don't know if it's just because there hasn't been a, a lot of it because testing or rules or whatever, or if it's this, this uniform exchange sort of mentality that players are like, eh, okay, whatever. I mean, do you sense that there is that anger that we saw with Tatis across the board here? Well, I don't think we see it as often because if there is, and there is, I'm assuming that there is at least some PED use, uh, but it's not as overt as it was in the 90s. I don't know about you, but you watch highlights from the 90s mm. games. You're like, oh, my God, everybody was juiced. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. shocking yes. when you see it. And now when you see bodies, I don't have the same reaction. No, so, yeah, I agree with that. So I think it really stems from basically, you know, that probably, not as much. probably not as much. All right. So, again, brass tacks here. Perception of the Boston Red Sox in the, uh, in the world outside the 617 area code. 
complete confusion over what they're Ooh, doing. Oh, another confusion. I like uh, it. On complete confusion. People scratching their heads over the deals they made at the deadline uh, to trade away an all-star catcher and then to add Tommy Pham. Because the thought was going to the deadline that maybe the Red Sox should try to slide underneath the luxury tax threshold and make a couple moves that would allow them to do that, and that would become the modus operandi. And we're still not sure, even after the fact, exactly what they were trying to accomplish, mm. right? I mean, we've got an explanation from the front office, but the fact is is that if you, you know, add an Eric Hosmer, you add a Tommy Pham, that doesn't square with trading Christian Vasquez. And not getting a reliever, actually trading away a reliever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so I, I think people around the sport were confused. Uh, in fact, I, I did a, a column that was posted yesterday on, the, on ESPN where someone asked an executive with another team, asked, what the hell are they doing up there? <laughs> like, it was just, they, they're, they're surprised. And it's in keeping, and, you know, as I worked on the piece, you realize the perception of the team really now all goes through the prism of the Mookie Betts trade. Everything mm-hmm. from Mookie Betts on, it's people trying to figure out exactly what's going on. What do you think's missing here? So uh, you asked me, so, you know, what's the feel here? And I said, listen, Heim Bloom's Q rating is not high right now. And fair or not, I mean, he has had times here, where, especially last year, when they made their run, where like, oh, look at you, you got Pavetta, you got Hunter Renfro, you got these Kike Hernandez. Now it's the complete opposite. And, you know, what do you think is the disconnect? I mean, is it just that, that we feel like this, this Tampa narrative is sort of taking root a little bit too much in Boston? Yeah, and it's not, as you know, it's not completely fair. I mean, the fact is, is that as the Red Sox championship team of 2018 was being built, we were all noting, you were noting, I was noting, man, they're spending a lot of resources. Mm. It's like a a kid going out before Christmas, or parents for that matter, with a credit card and loading up, and you're like, oh, at some point the bill's going to come due, and it has, and they've been digging themselves out from that. But here's the thing, they're in a position where they could be aggressive. If you assume that Xander Bogarts is going to opt out of the deal after this year, and I think he is, then the only long-term contracts they've left in the books are Chris Sale and Trevor Story, and then one more year left of Matt Barnes. So you do have the flexibility to go out and be aggressive, and I think that's going to be the next litmus test for the front office. Huge litmus test. In the offseason, will they go after the big dogs? And until they land one of the big dogs, there's going to be that chatter, you know what, it's changed. And... Trevor's story, we just talked about this. It doesn't really, that isn't the big dog. I mean, that's like a medium-sized dog. Right, exactly. Right? I mean, this he, isn't Bogarts. This is, it certainly isn't Devers. It's not Betts. Not, it's no, not Bogarts. No. And it's not Devers. No, no. And so our right, Buster Olden of ESPN is joining us. And so when you talk about that, it's interesting because we were just talking about 2013. So 2013, they have this, they free up all the money for the Nick Punto trade, right? Our good friend Nick Punto. <laughs> And so you free up all that money. How are you going to spend it? Josh Hamilton sitting there. Everyone, are oh, you going to go up? And no, what they do is they get Victorino, Napoli, Ross, Dempster. But, 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 here's the thing. You can say, well, maybe they'll do the same thing. Two things. Number one, you have to outbid for Victorino and Napoli, which is three-year deals, which you're not like, they haven't shown this regime, shown that they're willing to do that. Yeah. And the fact is that you had the core, you also had core guys David Ortiz, John Lester, those guys, where now those core guys are leaving. I mean, those are the guys who are leaving. So yes. it's not apples to apples here in terms of, hey, we'll, get, we'll work around the edges and we'll get these guys and look at what we did in 2013. I think you still have to get the core guys now. 
Well, and not only be for fan perception, but literally for the team. Like, who are the? What's the bedrock of this team right now? Is it the rotation? Of course not. Is it the bullpen? No, because you and I know that in 2022, bullpens come and go. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have the best bullpen, you could have the worst bullpen at the beginning of the year, and you get the best bullpen at the end, like the Nationals in 2019. Is it the lineup? No, they're 18th in home runs, as you and I talk. Bogarts may well be on his way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know where Devers is going to be in two years. Where's the bedrock? Where are the? If you are a big market team, you know, if you're the Phillies, you got Bryce Harper, you got Kyle Schwarber. If you're the Yankees at the moment, you have Aaron Judge, you have Garrett Cole, uh, you know, the Dodgers, clearly. I mean, geez, they have like eight of those guys. Right. If you're a big market team, who's the guy? And it's very interesting because right now, I think what, the, what I believe the, the Red Sox are trying to do now is essentially to emulate what we've seen in Los Angeles. And you know what? A lot of teams have been trying to do that and getting caught in this bind. The Giants, Cubs, and Red Sox are all teams – that are trying to, you know, payroll flexibility, don't get locked in too much long-term deal, pick the right guy, and guess what all three of those teams have? They don't have the core star. And you know what? And going the, forward. You just said it. Pick the right guy. I mean, yeah. even, you can say what you want about Trevor Bauer, but he was a good pitcher, you know? And you can say what you want. You're Mookie Best, right guy. They picked yeah. the right guy. And they, they, they're not afraid to spend money. They're not afraid to be aggressive and out, like you said, outbid guys. So one of the things that I think that, when we look at the trade deadline with the Red Sox, it goes under the radar a little bit. Is it about a week before Heimblum tells Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, you're not being traded? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Which we all like, yay, yay, good, hey, that's super. Yet, as far as we know, no offers were made. No, no more contract talks were had. So I know that public perception, and maybe this comes from ownership, saying we need you to do this to, to keep the fan base happy. But that's not necessarily the right way to do it. If you aren't going to actually use that to, to give a better offer or to see where they're at in terms of offer, then why wouldn't you at least explore? Like this comes back to Mookie's. The Devers situation lines up exactly with Mookie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where you go into the trade deadline in 2019 and they say, well, we're going to hang on to Mookie. Well, okay, you hang on to Mookie. You get probably less value by trading him in the next offseason. But at least you had made offers. You know where he's going to be at. Here, like, do you agree with me? Like, shouldn't they have at least explored offers for these guys? Um, I think at this point where where the organization is is that they need to pay them. They're going to have to pay a tax for decisions that, they, that they've been making the last two years that have stirred the unhappiness of the fan base. So I the, think they're going to so overreact. What you're talking about is biz, with the, the business side of things is going to start coming into play a little bit more than they thought. I absolutely anticipate that. And a lot of what this column that I wrote yesterday about was the history of John Henry's ownership, which has been wildly successful, mm-hmm. right? Four championships, the renovation of Fenway Park. Uh, it feels that the Red Sox organization generally much more connected with the community than, say, when – you know, I was popping around here in the late 80s and mm-hmm. 90s. Um, but what you've seen time and again 
is that they will veer. John Henry will veer. A lot. A lot. You know, where uh, we saw Grady Little was the manager. In the ninth inning of an ALCS, one decision, essentially, and he's gone. Uh, Theo Epstein, who's going to make a speech in Cooperstown someday, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame, generally considered to be the greatest general manager of all time, gone. They couldn't work that out. Ben Charrington takes over, builds a farm system, builds a payroll flexibility, win, wins a championship a year and a half later, gone. Dave Dombrowski's brought in, given all the resources, spends them, does exactly what they want him to do, <laughs> win a championship, and he's gone. And guess what's happening now? Yeah. Like unhappiness is, is beginning to... Well, they also, oh. Buster, it also seems like they chase their tails. Like they think this is the way baseball's going. And with Bloom, that certainly was the case. Like, this is the way baseball's going. Yeah. Like, market efficiency. And, and where Dombrowski, we know that that was the right thing to do. But to your point, <laughs> it was, we'll let you do whatever you want until we don't like what you do. And then we're not going to tell you to do something different. We're just going to fire you. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's why this winter, it's going to be very interesting. Because you and I were talking outside on the field before. Aaron Judge is going to be a free agent. Mm -hmm. Okay, And by all logic... And, and based on what the Red Sox have been doing the last couple of years, you would never think the Red Sox would get involved in Aaron Judge, okay? But if you're the Red Sox ownership, and let's say that the business side is telling you, this is starting to affect our bottom line, the unhappiness with the direction, you want to make a dent, you want to uh, reinvigorate a fan base, there's no doubt about it. Like, that would change the conversation. That would wipe the Mookie Betts trade right. to the side, Oh, oh, there's, I mean, there's, and there's not a lot of guys in baseball can do that. Right. Right. I mean, so it is going to be interesting because I've said this before. The Devers in the, oh, it's best is one thing because you still have Bogarts and Devers and some of these other guys yeah. still here. Right. Devers and Bogarts leaves, and this is a simplistic way to look at it, but who's the kids wearing the shirts? They're not wearing story shirts. They're not wearing, uh, you know, Pavetta shirt. Eric Heisman shirt. They're not wearing Eric Heisman shirt. <laughs> they know he's probably going to be on another team. Yeah, next exactly. Spring. I mean, I mean, maybe Cass, Cassis. I don't know, but that that comes to the business side of things. And so this is what I'll ask you. And this is like a, a fantasy baseball simplistic way. You lose. You can't come to terms with Devers. Like we all think that Devers is right or wrong is asking to be considered as a top ten player in the major leagues. That's what he's asking. Don't compare me to a third baseman. Don't compare me to Matt Olson. Don't compare me to anyone. I'm compared to a top 10 player. All right, fine. You're not able to come to terms with him. Bogart leaves. Do you think it would be a wise decision to go after, for the Red Sox to go after Judge? Uh, 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 first off, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to undercut your premise by saying I think that they're going to make Devers an offer and can't refuse. can't refuse. I think that the stakes are growing by the day in terms of the importance of re-signing Devers to reverse, to, to, to put that narrative into a box. Mm -hmm. They need to sign Rafi Devers. I think that with Bogarts, he's far enough out the door. He's got one foot out the door in a sense because you know, he can opt out. His agent, Scott Boris, uh, there are going to be other teams. I know they're going to be interested in him. He can get a better deal. The one-year extension offer in the spring, not good no. in terms of stoking that relationship. So I think the pressure will be on the Red Sox to pay Devers. And as we're sitting here today, I think they will. Okay. All right. You, you don't think so? No, I, I, I actually do. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not. Does what I'm saying make sense? Because you're it, around the team. No, no, it, it, totally, it totally makes sense. And th we've talked about this. It comes back to, like, how much 
the ownership slash business side of things sort of drops in and says, hey, you know what? You might value Devers at Matt Olson, but we got to value him a little bit more. Well, and we could almost look at, look at it this way. Let's say the number on, uh, you know, on, and the Red Sox might want it on Devers is, say, 230, yeah. $230 million, okay? Then you add the Mookie Betts tax. The extra twenty million dollars you got to tack on because you didn't keep Mookie Betts, yep. and then you add the extra twenty million dollars in the Xander Bogarts tax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, you it, know what I mean. Yeah, it's and, and it, I, so I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's it's going to be interesting. This off is going to be fascinating because it is. It's going to right now as we sit here, yeah. we know how Heim Bloom and company approach things. We know we know whether it's Devers or Bogarts. We value you as this. Like I, for Bogarts, for instance, Buster, is that I think they look at it as, what, you think you're better than this $20 million that we're paying right now? This, right. this contract you're under is fine. Like, it's fine. Well, okay, you might think that. Right. But there's another team that doesn't. And by the way, the fan base and the people buying the tickets don't. So, so is, is the, are they going to break off from their evaluations to the – after ownership comes in and do, does exactly what you do. Well, I, I think that Heim will never waver. I think that he will evaluate players purely uh, based on what he think the, thinks the market value is. And that's why I think it's so important to pay attention to ownership and whether or not they veer. Because a decision like a contract you and I are talking about with Devers, that's not a, a head of baseball ops doesn't make that decision. General manager doesn't make this, this, that decision. I don't know if you saw this the other day when – uh, Al Avila was fired as general manager of the Tigers. Their owner, Chris Illich, came out and said, oh, it wasn't, I didn't have anything to do with, anything to do with trading Verlander. And it was like, yeah, right. <laughs> You're the owner of right. the team, and you traded a guy in a Hall of Fame trajectory. If they re-sign Devers, that's totally up to John Henry, Tom Warner, et cetera. Which, that is an ownership. Which, decision. by the way, so it'll be the first time since, you know, when they moved on from Sherrington, the whole premise, and I don't disagree with it, where you needed a one voice, right? When the Lester thing happened, it was, who's making the decisions? Ben Sherrington, Larry Lucchino, the ownership, whoever. Then Dave Dombrowski came in, and, and he, he obviously made it clear, I'm going to make the decisions. I am right. going to make the baseball decisions. So they do that. Then, like we said before, then he gets to the point where he makes some decisions they didn't like. You're fired. We're bringing in this guy. And I do think that they said to Bloom same thing. We're going to be over here in Liverpool. That's a terrible analogy, but we're going to be over here. We're going to trust that you know what you're doing. We like the way that you do things, and we're going to do it. But but this if what happens happens that we're talking about, that'll be the first time since the Sherrington era which they deviated from, the, from where they've broken off from this, we're going to let you take care of business, and we're not going to get in the way. Which, by the way, they'll deny up and down. They'll, they'll always say, hey, it's Himes' decision. But to your point, I mean, I think we're getting to that point yes. where you get past this Yankee series, it's not going to be like these crowds. No, and he and I were talking. You know, it's uh, look, uh, Heim. They've had a few a few times uh, when they've made some nice, you know, they've made some nice deals. But it's sort of like getting a bargain can of uh, tomatoes that drops off a truck for fifty percent off, right? At some point, you need a steak. You need the the big piece. You need the core pieces. And that's what we're talking about. And, and that's why I, I, I got to believe at some point ownership might evaluate everything going on direction, business side, knowing that they're a year and a half away from Devers reaching free agency. And then they're looking at it. So we, need to, we need to look at this hard. 
All right, Buster. I kept you way, way too long. I know you got a lot to do on the broadcast tonight. Good times. You excited to be here? Oh, totally. These well, this games is my are, backyard. Yeah, you know? I know. I know you. Went to games starting when I was eight my, years my, old. My daughter's getting married up in your great state in a, in a few weeks. So there you go. Oh, Thank I you for hosting us. That. I know Vermont will do a great job. <laughs> All right, Buster. Thanks so much. Buster Olney of, of ESPN, ESPN.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.